Hello and welcome to the Majors Mess Hall podcast. We are now at episode 140, which, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because I was surprised when I was on episode 139, so it's it's only one more than that. But still, to get to this point is just incredible. Um, anyway, we are joined, I'm, I'm obviously Gavin, and we're joined by Kelly. Hello. And it's just the two of us for this episode, um, because we do yes. have a special guest. We recorded an interview with a singer-songwriter, and I mean, she's, she's done a lot of stuff, but you know, a main reason for coming on was to talk about her, the reissue of, of her album. Uh, I'm talking about um, Pollyanna DeRoe. Um, she is also known as the older sister of Backstreet Boy, Howie DeRoe. And I've followed Pollyanna's career for for years now. Like, I've known she's she's been a singer for ages. She supported the Backstreet Boys on tour in the past. I've never seen her perform live. I've just... You know, I've I've seen her in videos and things, and I've listened to some of her songs. She has a lovely voice, and she came on to talk to us, and it was a really nice chat, wasn't it, Kel? Yeah, and like that, you know, said she supported her on tour, uh, supported the boys on tour. Like it was quite a big tour that she supported them on, like the one, black and one of blue the biggest, one. if not the biggest, I would say. Yeah, back in two thousand and one. So so yeah. Anyway, so we 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 did talk about her album. She, her album was released in two thousand and five, and it's called Wings of Hope. And there's some lovely songs on there, and a lot of them are very personal songs to hear. Um, one of them was written about his sister that passed away, his sister Caroline, um, who passed away many years ago. And that was the first song that she wrote, and you know, included on the album. And the album's kind of formed around that. And um, yeah, it's just a really nice album. I never listened to it when it originally came out. I only recently listened to it when I heard that it had been reissued and, you know, it's it's on, like, Spotify and, and uh, Apple Music now and, and all the other places. It's even on YouTube as well if you don't have any of those services. You can go to YouTube and type in Pollyanna Darrow and you'll you'll find that album. Wings of Hope is what it's called. And you can listen to it there. And it's 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 a really nice laid-back album. Like I say, she has a lovely voice. Um, her brother Howie sings on... Um, he was an ex- ex- executive producer on the album. And his yeah. vocals do feature on the album as well. He was like her official backing singer, so he's he's on the album quite quite a lot. So, um, if you are a Howie fan or or in a Backstreet Boys fan in general, you can check that out. And just a music fan as well, like it's it's a really nice, just a really nice album. Yep, agreed. So we are going to go through to to the interview now because we we talked to her for like an hour and a half, and just timing wise, I had, I had to cut it down a little bit. Um, but it was just when you talk to someone for that long, it's because you're enjoying it, and it's because it's such, it's such an interesting chat. You kind of lose track of time. We try and keep our, our chats to like forty minutes max, and sometimes like our guests will will go further than that, and we never stop them. Obviously, it was going really well. We never stopped them, and Pollyanna was just uh, really enjoying talking to us as we were, you know, talking to her. And yeah, like I say, a lot of interesting things you're going to find out about her. Um, I'm sure many of our listeners haven't heard of her before, so this is a great opportunity for you to go and check out some new music. Um, talking of new music, she is going to be working on some new tracks as well soon, so you'll be able to check those out over on her YouTube page. But uh, we will go through to the interview now with the lovely Pollyanna DeRoe. I stand in silence, drowning in tears, suddenly facing all of my
Hello. Hi, Foliana. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Excellent. We we also have my my co-host Kelly, who's on the line as well. Hello, Kelly. Hi, how Foliana. are you? Oh, I'm good. you guys. How are you? Good. I love y'all's accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I, well, we're obviously from the UK. Kelly is back in the UK. She's in Liverpool, which is where we're both from. Oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. And, and I'm in Nova Scotia, Canada, which is where I live now, so. Wonderful. So okay. I guess I guess we'll just start with, with my first question. So I, I've obviously realised that you've reissued your album, like it's been re-released. What, mm-hmm. what made you decide to re-release, re-release it now? Well, we actually did the album um, about 15 years ago, right? And we worked really hard on it. We worked several years on the album. And at that time, we had allowed someone to kind of do the distribution. And you got to be careful with the people that you allow to control your music. So, you know, I never saw a dime from that. But uh, then I did sell some when, we, when I was touring with the boys. Uh, I sold some CDs while I was there with them touring. And then also... Whenever I went out to places at our events, because we used to have what's called the Dora Lupus Foundation back in the day around that time. And I would sell them there. And all the proceeds, to be honest, were just going to the Dora Lupus Foundation for research to find a cure for lupus. And yeah. and that's what it was all about, is my contribution and, and also getting out my music, but having a reason why behind it. A really, you know, a good reason behind it to help raise money, support, and awareness about lupus. Well, um, then my then my father died, and my world kind of shut down. You know what I mean? It just stopped. Yeah. A couple of years later, after that, my father died. Um, he had a, a heart attack, and then later on, he ended up having cancer. A year later. Uh, stage four um and it's just it it had already emancipated into his brain and stuff so i think after that my 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 world changed you know and i didn't even realize it and then i moved to be closer to my mother i rerouted myself from orlando to an area called Merritt island uh to be closer to my mom to help take care of her and uh just starting life all over, bought a house and everything, and and life changed, you know. But uh, just recently learned how last year I just because of COVID, and I I must say this is the positive t- thing that came to me um, from the COVID virus is that um, I started singing. Well, I I normally sing at church all the time. I always sing at the church every week, and I do solos and all this stuff. And so I started doing them just on the internet through my Facebook. And I, then I started people uh, were, you know, I saw something about people reading storybooks. And so I was like, you know, I can contribute that way too, because I do so many different character voices like this one. If you want to see, this is one of the voices that I like to use. Or even sometimes I've got my scary voice too. You know, all different types of voices that I love to incorporate to um, bring stories to life 
for children. And so then I started doing that. And then I started making all these recordings and I'm like, well, I got to have a place to put them so people can, you know, check them out and have fun and, and, you know, uh, try to make it through this terrible epidemic. So I started a YouTube channel and that inspired me to say, well, Maybe I, this is a good time to let people, because people didn't know who I was. They never heard my music. They're like, oh, really? You sing? And I'm like, oh, you didn't know that I sing, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> that was my time to share and kind of come back to life, I guess, again. And uh, just share my music with everyone to let them know. It, it is beautiful music. A lot of people haven't heard. It's inspiring. I find it beautiful ballads and some up-tempo um, hopefully you have some samples that you can share with everyone. Uh, the first song that I wrote was actually called Fly to Heaven. And it was a story that I wrote about my sister, Caroline. Um, when she had passed away, there were so many people were gathered around her and just, you know, um, crying and everything. And I was trying to lift up her spirits and say, oh, come on, Caroline, hang in there, hang in there. And there was this one in particular lady that was just crying so much and, and was getting everyone depressed. And so, I mean, making Caroline feel like, yes, I'm dying kind of thing. And, and I didn't want her yeah. to feel that way. And so there were so many things I wanted to say to her, which tears me up when I think about it, to be honest. Like I wanted to tell her, you know, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're part of my life and that I'm so, you know, this really sucks that you have to, you know, you're leaving, you're leaving way too soon. It isn't fair. And I'm, I'm just so grateful that you're, that I got to spend 36 years with you. All right. Um, and, and she left behind a daughter and a son. And I didn't tell her these things, you know, that I really wanted to, because I was trying to keep her spirits up. And that's why I wrote Fly to Heaven. That's the song that inspired me. If I could fly up to heaven just to see you one more time, I'd fly all the way to heaven just to say that I love you. And that's where it all began, was with that song, Fly to Heaven. And so, of course, uh, that's she, my favorite song. It's a beautiful song as well. It's it's such a beautiful song. And uh, and the album itself, is just, it's, such, it's an emotional album and you can tell it's not just yes. like a manufactured, like, oh, take this song, take this song. Like, it's you mm -mm. put your heart and soul into it. And also, I feel, I feel like it stands the test of time because it, it was recorded in 2005. So it's obviously, it's, it's an older album, but I genuinely like listening to it. It could have been recorded last year. Oh, for, 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 for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll use the Backstreet Boys as an example. You know, some of the earlier stuff, you can tell they're it's 90s stuff. Mm -hmm. This album really does. It's, it's. I mean, I, I remember when it first came out, like you know, back in two thousand five, and I couldn't get a copy of it. So I, I've actually recently just listened to it now. Aww. So I'm, I'm so glad that it's, a, it's, it's available now online. I mean, it's, I, I've listened to it on Thank Spotify, you. and I believe it's available on like iTunes and stuff as well, on YouTube. I yes. believe it's on too. Yes, it's, it's available hopefully everywhere. And, and we're actually, I'm even starting. Um, Link, you can go to my Facebook account and really just go straight to the link. And that way you can purchase it from wherever you want. It's distributed by DistroKid, but it's, it's, it's uh, available almost everywhere. Uh, but um, I'm also going to, uh, we're working on a new website so people can have easy access to it as well. Uh, it'll be pollyannadoro.com. I have an old website out that's called pollyanna.net. 
and we're going to yeah. link them together. We're going to link it oh, together. Excellent. That one we're going to get rid of and we're just updating it. And so we're just taking some of the stuff from it to the new one, but it's just a work in progress right now. The polyanadoro.com. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you mentioned, what? you mentioned distro kid there as well. Like they, I, I'm a, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm a singer as well. And you um, are. Yeah, I've got like, and Kelly also sings as well, but I've got a duo, um, me and a, my friend Mikey, we've set up this duo, which is, um, it's like pop, pop rock, R&B yeah. kind of, it's kind of like the Backstreet Boys, and we write yeah. all our own stuff, and we've, it's on Spotify, and we've we've actually been lucky enough to get one of our tracks playlisted on the DistroKid pop playlist they've got on there, Yeah. and we're currently uh-huh. at num- number four on that playlist, so it, it, it's great, because it's really Wonderful. good exposure, and Without that, it's uh, you know we wouldn't be getting any hits really because we're you know nobody knows who we are. So right. <laughs> it's nice, it's yeah. nice to have you know some something like Distro Kids actually help with stuff like that. So I just wanted exactly. to mention that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It is, and that's how I learned to be able to put it out. You know, if it wasn't for something like that that's available for us artists to distribute our music, and of course everyone is taken care of with Distro Kid. They make sure that all the producers all the writers, anyone that was involved with any of your music are taken care of, which is really good because I had to do that manually in the past before. And believe me, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah, so I'm really grateful that they have a company within them that takes care of all of that legally. So there's no retaliation from anyone uh, against you about not them not getting paid for their work as well on your album. So everyone's being taken care of. So it's a very good legal way to get music out. So is there anyone that you'd like to duet with on any future work that you've that you not yet been lucky enough to? Oh, wow. Um, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. Uh, I love the Latin artists. I would love to like get together with Ricky Martin. Uh, and do a duet with him. Of course, my number one person to <laughs> sing with would be my brother Howie. We've always, I've always wanted to have our own album out, whether if it's a, a children's album. That was where he got his inspiration to do his own children's album, is because we always wanted to do one together. But of course, management, you know how oh. they are. And, uh, but down the road, we were talking about possibly. You know, thinking about doing a Christmas album, possibly him and I Aww. together. That would be, be great. Nice. That, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I would love to see you two do an album together because you you just gel. I mean, obviously, your brother and sister, but you just gel so well vocally as well. Yeah, and that's you know because when you're related to someone, that's what happens. I believe with your voices, they they blend very well when you yeah, are I would agree with singing that. with someone. Yeah, they're so. Can you just tell the bond between the two of you as well? Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of respect between Howie and I when it comes to singing and recording. I really respect, even though he's younger than me, my little brother, (laughs) I respect the amount that he has learned. He has learned so much in this industry. And and he really respects me uh, vocally, and trying to help him, like, I'll say, Howie, open your mouth more. You know, this song is a little <laughs> bit not as pop as you might think. So, you know, you want it to sound, you know, more traditional as far as classical and stuff like that. But not sounding like opera. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 
And uh, so I would, and I would tell him, sit up, Howie, sit up, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> sit up straight, don't lean over. So, you know, because I do teach voice lessons um, right now, I'm doing them virtually on wow. the internet. Yeah, I teach them. And uh, my students, we put together, I don't know if you saw it, a little Christmas concert on um, my YouTube, some of them that were brave enough to do it oh sang some solo songs yeah because since we're not able to go to the elderly communities which we normally go to the re retirement places and uh oh, but so they're good. all closed up they're all closed up right now so we can't do that yeah. but we do it on the internet so i was able to get them all you know, we practice and then what i did was get the parents or whomever to record them performing it and this way they could do it as many times they want and just send me their favorite one. And then what I did was I put it all together on the iMovie app and I just plugged it into the, my YouTube channel. So we had a bigger audience. Nice. <laughs> it was well, very sweet. Yes. So I noticed you also sing a lot in Spanish. So did you find it difficult singing between the two different languages? Or does it just come naturally because you're so used to speaking it? Well, I wish that were true, but I um I don't speak that much Spanish actually. I uh, okay. I, I, I wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> I I I'm a, I I know my well because my mom is Puerto Rican. We grew up hearing her speak Spanish, right? And so you develop the ear for the enunciation, okay. and then I went to Puerto Rico one semester when I was like. 18 years old and I submerged myself. I had a tutor who was teaching me Spanish for two weeks and then I went straight to college. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, that's brave. So <laughs> I, you know, I just, uh, of course I, I didn't know enough Spanish to get through too much. So I took a lot of art classes. <laughs> 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 so I didn't have to speak too much, but it was a great way to, to learn. And uh, so there's a lot of, you know, I, I have a lot of um, problems speaking it grammatically correct, but right. I do my best. I do my best. And that's why a lot of my songs, they're not completely Spanish. They're Spanglish, which is half Spanish and half English, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when we knew you were coming on, I did a bit of research and we were looking at old YouTube videos. And there's one that with you and Howie are performing um, at a celebrity boxing match. And it's the National <laughs> Anthem. And it's, I just find that such a hard song to even attempt to sing. And you did a fantastic job of it. Did you find oh, it extra? You. Did you get extra nervous because it was the National Anthem? And, and you're performing at such a big stage? Not necessarily the national anthem is hard for me, but just being on stage is always for me frightening, <laughs> to be honest. But you, you know, you do some heavy praying, and you know, and you just go, and then your adrenaline is going from there. But I think if any singer, you know, it's what's scary is being afraid that you're going to crack in the middle of the song or something because yeah. maybe you're not supporting your voice correctly. And you've got your nerves getting in the way and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, but I don't find the national anthem to be that hard, to be honest. Um, no, not you, that you guys, hard, you guys did a great job, though, because it, it was just nice Thank that you were you. singing the lead and how he was on the harmony. 
which obviously he's used yeah. to doing harmonies being part of the Backstreet Boys and it just again yeah. going back to you you guys gelling it was just great you got you guys did awesome singing it thank you I'm sure the fans would have preferred Howie to sing the lead but he just like you said he's just so good at doing the harmonies and um because of the key also, you know, we have to always pick songs. You didn't realize how long it took us to find a song <laughs> that was in the right key for us to do with the, um, even recently with Oh Holy Night. Uh, we had to find the, you know, the key because his voice versus mine, you know, it's like the opposite. What yeah. fits his voice really well, you get me to do it and I'm going to sound like I'm singing opera. You yeah. know what I mean? So what I, what I liked about it was with the national anthem was that he normally is known for being on the high end of the, of the harmonies, and for that mm-hmm. one he was he was doing the lower harmony. So that was, just as a singer, that's these are the kind of things I noticed. So that was quite nice yeah. to see him singing singing the lower harmony as opposed to the higher one. So yeah, he did a great job. I, I love my brother. I'm so proud of him <laughs> in so many ways, not just musically. But even as uh, a father and everything, and a brother, he's just yeah. he's a very loving, caring, giving he, person. He, like I, I obviously don't know him personally, but just from from a, like a fan's point of view, and I've met him a few times. I've been lucky enough to shake his hand a few times. He is such a lovely guy. You don't get yeah, any drama yeah. from him. Like if, when have we ever seen like anything negative about him in the press? He's just like he lives. He lives up to to his nickname, Sweet D. He just really does. He's just yeah. so down to earth, and you just. There's no, excuse me, French. There's no bullshit with him at all. He's like, right. You, you get well, what you and, see, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's why they. That's why he got the name Sweet D. That's why they named him that because he is such a nice, sweet person. And you know, but you know that we're very faith founded. I would say that because we all, um, we, we go to church all the time. Although I've been just watching church on television lately because of the COVID, and I think he has been too. But uh, we are, our faith is so strong with God and family and church and always thinking twice before you do something that may have <clears throat> controversies or, you know, something negative. You don't want to do, you think twice about doing anything. Yes. And that's course, what's yeah. good about having a good faith and a good relationship with God. You think about the consequences of your actions, which is what we were brought up with in our lives, you know? Of course, yeah, of course. So, like, talking about you you and Howie and your relationship, um, going back to the album, the, the song yeah. Free, Free From Within. Now, yeah. did, Howie wrote that song, didn't he? Yes, he did with some other guys. But, you know, and that song, to be honest, was he wrote it. And he, I was telling him about it the other day. And he says, really? I forgot all about that. And I was like, yeah, Howie, <laughs> I remember this story about you telling me when you wrote it, because that was when the boys had kind of like, weren't, they weren't sure what was going on. And, and Kevin had left. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they were, you know, weren't sure if they were going to split up. I think um, maybe at that point, some of them were doing their solo projects as well. Okay. Yeah. And so Howard says, you know, well, maybe this is my opportunity to be free and do the things that I want to do as well as a solo artist. So that's where that song originated from, that, you know, being free from within. 
to, you yeah. know, to grow in some ways. So that, yeah, actually Howard wrote that. And that was the story behind it that he actually forgot about. <laughs> it's great. That, it's great that it was, it was given to you because I, I, again, going back to, you know, when, if, when you first recorded it, when it was first released, I, I managed to get a copy of it and uh, I'd heard his version first because how he did like a demo version of it. Mm-hmm. So I knew I knew it from hearing his version and then I heard your version. That was my first introduction to your voice and you, you sing it lovely and I'm so glad it's on Thank the album. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. You know, the guys always write music and they're always recording music for their own album. So unfortunately, that song didn't make the cut for the Backstreet Boy album and that's how I was able to get it, to be honest. Yeah. That's how and, it works. <laughs> and but Howie was also an executive producer on the album as well, wasn't he? Oh yes, very much so. He was there during uh, producing all the songs. You know, he, he and and also helped. You know, of course, to financially put it together for me. Yeah. So yeah, I owe him a debt of gratitude. And at one point, actually, I was touring with the Backstreet Boys. I believe I was their opening act. And I think it was the black and blue tour. And um, I had dancers and everything behind me. And uh, yeah, I was their opening act. That was wow. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? It couldn't have been that one. It had to have been because the album didn't come out. Well, it was before the album came out. And we were just singing songs that we're planning on putting on the album. Yeah. That's what it is. So it could have been 2001 when we were, because we started, we've been working, we worked on the album for about four years yeah. before it actually, we released it. Yeah. Yeah. If, so it, if it, it was a black and blue tour, the black and blue tour would have been 2001. Yeah. Yeah. And so I what was that like? That was. must be, that must be amazing to perform in front of that many people. It was, I tell you, it really was. I mean, it was outdoor arenas. I mean, like with a hundred thousand people. Wow. It was amazing. But that would be like in South America and stuff like that. You don't really see that much here, but yeah. that was how it is in South America. It's amazing. It was amazing. Uh, wow. Such wonderful memories, such wonderful memories I have. I can only uh, imagine. I, I used to be in a pop band years ago, like a boy band. And uh, mm-hmm. we did some shows and nothing to the size of what the boys do. But but just the crowd, there's that many people that you can't even see faces. It was just amazing. It is fun. And I think um, to a certain degree, when it comes to that on stage, you know, we all, it's funny how some of us feel very comfortable with that. I mean, I do because I love making fun of myself. I love making people laugh, which always embarrasses Howie. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you know, because I don't, I don't mind making fun of myself to get a really good laugh from people. I just love hearing people laugh, especially my sister Angie. She has the best laugh in the entire world. I'll say the, <laughs> the dumbest things and the just to hear her laugh. You know what I mean? To get a reaction. So um, I enjoy being on stage for for one of those reasons as well. And even at church, when I do certain songs, uh, it's way, a way of connecting and, um, you know, making people cry uh, it, because I have so much feelings. Like when I do the song Via Dolorosa, which you could have probably seen on my YouTube. You could probably see that on my YouTube. It's called Via Dolorosa, which means the road of suffering. And I would do that every Palm Sunday at church and there would never be a dry eye in the house you know people 
Yeah, it's just a very emotional song. If you really, you know, and you have to really know what you're singing. That's what I always tell my students. Don't just sing a song. Anyone can sing a song, although you know, some it. people are tone deaf. You have to know what you're singing. You yes. have to be a part of it. You have to, you know, express it. It is a part. It is your story, you know, oh, yeah. that you're telling. And and there, you have to almost become an actor on stage you, with your you really voice do. as well. Yeah. You do. And there's, there's yeah. There's so a difference between get. There's a difference between getting up on stage and singing a song, and then getting up on stage and perform like feeling the song, actually feeling right. it. And and you know when it's a song like what you just described, then um, what, what's it called? Villa de Rosa. It's called um, Via de la Rosa. Right. V- Via de la Rosa. Okay. So when you mm-hmm. sing a song like that, you have to feel the lyrics, and that yes. and to and to make the audience cry. That's amazing. What a connection yeah. that is to actually. I don't think I've ever brought anyone to tears. If I have, it it wasn't in a good way. But um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, mean, I do a lot, especially you know you can do that a lot. To be honest, with like classical music, since I am classically trained, you know there are some songs that are very emotional that I do at church. You know that have a lot of meaning behind it. That and uh, yeah, I bring them to tears quite a bit. But that's the one song that really hit some but you know you have to learn even when you're singing i try to show how i always try to tell my students there are many ways of painting the voice you know we can use the air to express silence we can use a growl in there there's just so many ways of coloring it singing singing a forte very loud or piano very soft or just you know you can even make it nasal or you can make have a, a different sound in the back of your mouth. Uh, it, there's just so many. There's just so many ways to uh, to color a song, and vocally. And yeah. uh, I always try to teach that to my students. The many different ways of coloring. You know, that's what yeah. I call it. They, they do know? that on. I don't know if you've. You must have seen Sister Act too. They, they they do it on that a little bit. They like they take Mary. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, and they're like, because it's such a, it's just a song. That's, it doesn't it's not about anything in particular. Mm-hmm. It's just a children's song, but they sing it different ways to give it a different feel. Because depending on how you actually sing it, depends on how it's going to be perceived. Wow, it's been a long time since I saw that. <laughs> I, I remember movie. Sister Act One, <laughs> but I don't even know if I've seen Sister Act Two. To be really honest. Oh wow! The the second one is amazing. It's a bit. Uh, doesn't really matter. But essentially, she teaches in a school, so she's teaching music in a school to you oh. know to students, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. So I definitely that I definitely did not see Sister Act Two then. Definitely oh, not. You, you've got to watch it. I think it's I think it's on Netflix or something, or uh, maybe will. it's Disney Plus. You got to watch it. I will. I will. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'll have to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Give you something to do yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun though. Oh, I love Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, I just love her. Well, you, you'll love yeah. it anyway because you, you you teach vocals, so you'll love it anyway. And there's actually there's one guy on it, um, Ryan Toby. His name is in real life, and he's been on our podcast. And we 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 talked yeah. to him about his time on the movie, and it was incredible just to, to to hear him talk about it. But he's got one of the best notes in any movie I've ever heard, like singing notes. He hits this really oh. high note. In fact, it's very Howie-esque, let's say that. He hits one yeah. of those really <laughs> high-pitched notes, and you're like, how's he done that? It's, you, it's Watch it, honestly, Pollyanna, you'll love it. Great oh, movie. I will. All right. I'll be thinking of you both while I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I so, think your range is brilliant. But... Well, thank you. 
Thank you. Well, I've heard of, of your songs. You've definitely got a, a great range. And is that oh. so? You said so you're classically tra- That's your forte, classical music. So, well, is that from yeah, a, from a young age, did was classical your? No, your heart no, no, no. It's just when you're, you know, when you go to college and yeah. you major when you major in voice. That's the direction that they always bring you in. You begin. Right. It's almost like you know what? It's like taking ballet lessons or dance. Yeah. Dance. Okay. When you take dance, normally the first thing you do is you take ballet. You don't yeah. normally always go straight into jazz. You see what I'm saying? Or yeah. or freestyling or whatever. I mean, when you're going to school for dance is what I'm talking about. So it's the same thing with voice. When you go to school. Uh, in the college, what uh, you know, because that's when I actually started to sing. Um, well, I started singing when I was probably about 14 is when I discovered that I could even sing in pitch or whatever. I never realized it. But anyhow, um, and then uh, I, I loved it so much and I was getting so many compliments that I started to take it seriously. And I just love singing. So I majored it in college because I couldn't see myself doing anything else besides music. And um, and I'm glad I did because I was able to help get my brother started with his career as well. But what was I going to say? Um, oh, so what I was going to say was that when you do, just like when you go to college, you have to take your prerequisites, right? Well, yeah. with music and taking voice lessons in college, uh, the, the Italian arias are all the songs that they um, teach you to sing, uh, to open your range, to teach you the proper mouth opening and just everything. Enunciation and breath control and, you know, everything. So that's, I think that's where it came from. And of course I used it in church, but it doesn't mean I necessarily sing it all the time. I, I love pop. I, right. I grew up in, you know, in the era, pop area era. And, um, I, but it doesn't mean, you know, you've got to use what God's given you. You know, I yeah. don't have, um, I don't have a Whitney Houston sound. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't put together like her. So, uh, I remember when I tried singing one of her songs one time and someone said to me, <laughs> you shouldn't sing that song, Pollyanna. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm like, okay, I was an eye opener, you know, and it's all good because I was auditioning too. But you learn, that's how you do is you learn the hard way. It's so true. You like, find, yeah, well, I'm sorry, what? No, I was just going to say it's, it's true. I, it was the same for me when years ago, like when I was only like 17, when I, when I was in the band I was in, but we thought we were boys to men. So we were doing all these vocal tricks that we couldn't do. But we were trying to do them. <laughs> and I remember right. eventually we went, we went to London to record some, some tracks. And I remember the producer saying, you've got to stop doing what you're doing. And we said, well, why? We like it. And he said, yeah, but you're not boys to men. So you, you, right. you can't do what they can do, but you can do different things. So you've got to, exactly. you've got to focus on what your strengths are. Exactly. And eventually, eventually you'll learn potentially to be able to do what, what they do with their voice. And, and you know, to a certain mm-hmm. extent, we, we, we actually have done. So it was hard at the time hearing that because we thought, wow, if we can't be like boys to men, we're no good. And that wasn't the case at all. You, like you say, you've just got to find out what where your niche is. Exactly, and- exactly. And then, you know, and so, and then you have to pick out also, you have to know what your key for singing is also. You, you know, you don't want to sing too low or too high or, you know, because if you do sing high, sometimes 
I tend to sound very classical when I'm singing high. Um, but you know, you have to find your range as well. And, and then you, then it's also your style. I think that was the biggest part. That was the hardest part for me is finding what style, because I love music. I, I remember when I was younger singing at the Cheyenne Saloon, which is a country, a country bar. And I'll tell you what, I can definitely do country accent and sing in country with a very good country twang and accent because my father was from Georgia and a mm -hmm. lot of our relatives, or as they would say, kin folks in Georgia have a very strong Southern accent. So it's very easy. You learn how, you know, like even with my mother, you learn to pick up those accents because you grow up with them. And so yeah. I love country music and I love singing that style. And, um, but I also love classical music, like the sound of music. I love that. Or, you know, um, or even Mary Poppins doing those songs too. I, I love musicals. I love musicals. <laughs> and so maybe that's where I would say I, I really love as far as music is concerned, but I loved Celine Dion. I love her style. I love her music. And so she was more my era. And uh, so I kind of lean towards her music a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it pushes your voice, doesn't it, though, if you try and sing those big power ballads like Celine Dion. It, it, it get, I find that if I keep trying, I get my range a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I always tell, that's why sometimes I, I, I tell my students, you know, I want to give them songs where I feel that they can learn vocally from. But at the same time, you want them to get things that they enjoy doing. And then they'll show me songs that they like a lot and they'll try to sing it. And I was like, you know, I love that song, but I, don't you think it's a little too low for you because you're really not hitting the notes or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good for them to go through that as well and uh, and tell them about how do you transpose a song. If you, Maybe we can find the song in a different key that will fit your voice even better. So yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So if, yeah. if somebody wants vocal lessons from you, what, what do they do? How do they get in touch with you? Oh, just, um, I would say go to my uh, Facebook, um, you know, or they can go straight to you if they know you and you can give them my number. Um, but um, I'm going to have contacts through, they can, they can, they can actually contact me through Facebook, through YouTube, you know, where you can leave messages Yeah. and definitely, you know, I'm trying to go to them all the time. I'm trying. I'm not all that great about keeping up because I'm doing so many other things too and still trying to help my mother. And so, you know, I'm pulled in many directions. But if you go to all of them and try to make sure you get a hold of me, I will see it eventually and I will get back to you. <laughs> and I will take care of you. I mean, people do that with me with, um, with the Pollyanna's Healthy Living and those products that I'm, I endorse as well and that I'm a part of. They always come to me for them and, and they find me, whether it's through YouTube, leaving me a message, whether it's through Facebook or um, just uh, uh, me a me messenger. Yeah. Um, that's that's how people get a hold of me, to be honest. I mean, just don't give up. You'll, you'll get me or or even through people that they know that are, are in my surroundings. Say, yeah. oh, I've been trying to get a hold of Pollyanna and I don't know why I, she's not responding. Well, it's not that I 
don't. And so I get a lot of messages, and sometimes of course, so the sometimes messages it's not... get lost in there, you know? Exactly. Sometimes you'll read a message, and it's not always convenient to message. You go, oh, I'll get back to them later. And then, like, tell yep. other people, get, get in touch with you, and you've naturally forgotten, and that's normal. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. Or, or like I'll get back to them and then all of a sudden you get a ton of messages from messenger and you're like, Oh, where did that message, where did that message go? Who was that person? Oh my God. You know, so it happens. It happens. So, you know, I like getting back to people, especially, you know, if they have real concerns, not necessarily, I get messages from people that want me to, oh, please tell Howie to call me, sing me happy birthday and all this stuff. Oh, give me this, give me that. It's like, oh, please don't contact me for that, you guys. That's all yeah. I can say. You know, I get a lot of that. And now Howie's got this way where you can contact him if you, I think, and it, uh, the money goes to a charity um, and they have, you can actually speak to him. I'm not sure what it's called. Cameo. But you can, yes, that's it. Cameo. And and there's a donation that you make that goes to a charity. And it doesn't even go to him. It goes to charity. And uh, a lot of people, I, I would say, you know, just go through that. Tell them to sing, you a, sing to you on that or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that would be a lot better <laughs> way of contacting Howie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So just to take it back to, you mentioned earlier about the, the children's stories. That you yeah. do. And I, I've got to say, I've watched a few this week with my son, who's four, and he absolutely loves them. Aww. He loves it. So my, my question is, um, what, what made you decide to, to do that? Because essentially it's, it's you reading a children's story, but you, you don't just read it. You actually like act the characters out and stuff. It's, it's really yeah. fun. And the kids love it. I'm going to do some better ones, too, because I'm, gonna, I'm buying some equipment, some recording equipment, and it's going to have better sound. And I think I'm going to be like doing the voice, just showing the pictures and stuff, maybe just showing me in the beginning, but not necessarily uh, back and forth, back and forth kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, um, That way it'll have a better sound quality. But I think I saw during COVID, I saw someone doing reading a story. Also, it was another artist reading a story to the kids. And uh, and it was. Uh, very um, deep sounding like this, very deep sound. And this, and he continued with the sound throughout the entire story. And to me, it was almost like, well, the, the, he's got a great voice, but yeah. you, didn't the, you didn't bring the characters to life. Wasn't it Wasn't and it Tom Hardy? Was it Tom Hardy that did it? I don't remember. One of those big actors, big like Hollywood yes. actors, did it? Yeah, yes, that, that's it was a big Hollywood see the, actor. Yeah, the thing is, that was done for the female fans. That wasn't done for kids. I, I, right. that's the impression I got because it was like your kid wouldn't enjoy that. That's not, you know, right. you're saying I it's mean, a children's should, story, but you should be using that voice for the Bible. <laughs> Make it sound like God. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Read the Bible. Some of them have, <laughs> some have actually done um, a voiceover to sleep and naps, haven't they? So you can listen to. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, some people, so, yeah. Some people use our podcast for that as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't think our voices will put anyone to sleep. Uh. <laughs> but I, I think I wanted, you know, really. Um, I love bringing the characters to life. I really do. I enjoy it, and I love making the different characters. I, I, I just. Like Glinda, the good witch of the north. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? We represent the Lollipop <laughs> Guild. The Lollipop Guild. 
Courage. <laughs> Courage. You know, like all the different <laughs> voices, you know what I mean? That you can just put together. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. You know what I mean? Just, you can just do all these different <laughs> voices to bring the characters to life. And uh, I think children really enjoy it. And so I'm joining this um, book club because a lot of the um, parents have been asking, where can I buy this book? You know, I just bought it at the Dollar Tree, but there aren't Dollar Tree <laughs> everywhere. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I joined this book club that I'll and I'm going to start reading the books from it so they can order it from this book club that sells this particular books. I think it's called Us Born or whatever, like U.S. Born or Us Born uh, Book Club. And so they can order it from them. So it's another thing that I'm going to start incorporating in my website for them to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, lo so, that's lovely to hear that you're going to continue it. That's really nice. Yeah. I haven't been doing, I, you know, I know I've slacked lately, but I'm just doing a lot of other different things and trying to catch up with a lot of different things that I'm doing. So it's, you know, you can only do so much at a time and uh, it is what it is. So I think Kelly's got wants to ask a, a, a bit of a funny question about the Backstreet Boys. Okay. Yeah, we can't have you on and not ask because <laughs> we asked Denise the same thing. So besides okay. Howie, who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? Huh. Um, <laughs> she did pick two. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it would probably be, I'd have to pick two also. I think it would be AJ and Kevin. Good oh, choice. she picked Kevin and them, Howie. So, <laughs> well, of course, Howie, of course, is my number one. Of course, my brother. But yeah. <laughs> the other two would be AJ and and Kevin. Oh, so we're both in the same. Oh, we're related, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin was consistent at least, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. those two. I'd have to, you know. I mean, I love uh, all the guys, but if you're gonna, you know. Have to I, pick, I think I think Kevin's I think Kevin's going to be on most most ladies' lips, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, I'm just thinking the, the demeanor of the you know, and I love I love his wife. She's an awesome person. Yeah, and uh, you know, just those kind of things, and yeah, they're just always very embracing. I mean, I love them all. They're all very yeah. nice to me. Whenever I see them, they all are giving me hugs and kisses and stuff, and you know, introducing me to whoever's around them. They're all very good. So it's really hard to be honest. I mean, I don't even really, really probably know Kevin that well. Uh, any, I don't know Kevin any more than, or AJ any more than Brian or Nick. I really don't. I, I don't even, I guess I could even change it around and with the <laughs> other guys too. I mean, that's a hard one because uh, I really don't have, besides how, how he's my favorite period, you know. That's it. And the other ones I love equally. <laughs> well, we're actually going gonna to wrap it up now because we, we've taken so much of your time t today. And oh. It's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you and just to, to, you. to get to know you a little bit more as well because we've only seen Aww. a little bit, you know, and we're looking yeah. forward to yeah. seeing, seeing much more from you uh, this year. Oh, yeah. I'd be happy to do another podcast with you guys. And if you want to talk more about maybe about uh, the healthy living, 
about how I I'm yes, trying the, to inspire yes. people. We can always do another podcast about I, that. I think yeah, it's uh, I, and I looked into that as well. It's the Juice Plus, and I, I'd love yes. to get you on to talk about that. I, oh, genuinely, yeah. even just for selfishly for me, actually, I'd love to. So maybe we can arrange that some point in the future. We'll we'll oh, get you on please. to yeah, talk specifically I, about that. That yeah. would be great. Yes, that's one of my goals in life is to be able to help people not only through music spiritually, but with their health because I too have had many, many um, trials with my own health. And, you know, of course, I'm a transplant. I had a pancreas transplant. And then, of course, my fiance was dying from cancer. And so everything has been worked out so well. This is just something that we really believe in and endorse. So we'll talk about it on Definitely. the next podcast, you know. Hopefully that will lead into it. That and, would be uh, wonderful. We'll we'll keep in touch anyway, and I'll and I'll uh, I'll reach out to you again, and we can we can figure that out because uh, that's definitely going to be. A, I want to focus specifically on that, so that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. It was a pleasure meeting you both, and I just love your accents. <laughs> you know what? At least at least you can understand us. That's the main thing because sometimes we get people yeah. on and they haven't got a clue what we're saying. Oh, I'm going to learn how to. I'm going to learn how to speak with your accent next time, right? Well, that, and, that's, and that's really cool because ne- next time I, I'll talk like you. That'll be great. <laughs> that's too funny. Very good, very good. All okay, right, pa- you guys take care. God bless you both. Stay safe, please. Stay you safe, too, Pollyanna. Yes, yes thank you. Thank you very much, Pollyanna. It's been wonderful. So we are going to play out this episode um, with one of your tracks. Did you want to choose the track or did you want us to to pick one? Why don't you pick one? Okay. Okay. I'm going to have a think about that and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll introduce, I'll intro it before we play it out. But yeah, I'm going to urge everyone to to listen to Pollyanna's album. It's absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, like I say, it's it's aged wonderfully, just like Pollyanna herself. She's like a fine wine. Well, Howie's the same, isn't he? He looks the same as he did when he was 18. I know. Must be in the jeans. So, yeah, so... Puerto Rican jeans, right? There, the there you go, Rican yeah. So, yeah, so everybody, please check out Pollyanna's album, Wings of Hope. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it can be found on Spotify and, and everywhere else where all the music is. So, um, thank okay. you. Thank you very much, Wonderful. Pollyanna. And I'll, I'll, you. I'll give you the link to listen to it when it's, when it's up. Please do, please do. I'd love to, because I'll post it on my Facebook. Excellent, okay. that'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, thank you no, very much, Pollyanna. Oh, it's okay. been a pleasure with you both. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. You too. Enjoy Bye-bye. the rest of your weekend. Bye. Thank you. Bye Take now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bing bong. With your hands in my hands, holding on forever. So that there was our interview with Pollyanna. Um, she was she was so personable, wasn't she? Like just to speak to. Yeah, just, just straight, straight off like straight off the bat, um, very polite and just very warming as well. Like sometimes we'll talk to people because they don't know us. You know, it's 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 a normal thing to uh, to kind of be a little bit like um, hesitant in a way and and just kind of reserved. Yeah. But Pollyanna wasn't like that. It was like we'd known each other for ages, so exactly. it was really nice. Like, and you know, we talked about you know, getting her back on again at some point to, to come and talk to us again. And, you know, 
would love to. Absolutely love to. So, based on our interview, we came up with a little game, um, and we thought we could pick a snippet from the interview and kind of use it as like a specialist subject, or even though it's not our specialist subject, but we're going to try and make it our specialist subject. Yeah, didn't you um, say it was like Mastermind or something? A little bit like Mastermind. So basically, you get asked five questions on this subject, and we thought to make it a bit more interesting, we'd pick something from an, the interview um, that we're not going to be perfect at and um, ask each other questions. Yeah, so so, um, so basically, obviously, in, in, in the interview there, Pollyanna mentions that she's from Florida. So Kelly has picked a, a specialist subject she wants me to ask her questions about is the state of Florida. And mine is children's stories, because as we say, you know, as she mentioned in the interview, she reads children's stories. So that's like, you know, any any children's stories, nursery rhymes, whatever. So Kelly's got five questions for me, and I have to see how many I can get, and vice versa for Kelly with my questions. So, And we're going to try and do that with every guest we have on. It's actually a great little idea. And, uh, you know, so the next guest we have on, we'll talk about obviously different things, and then we'll choose, you know, two subjects from that interview, and we'll do the same with that. So... Yeah, so we, we yeah. can start. Do you want to go first and ask, ask me your first question? Okay, so I've, it's been kind of difficult because obviously we have different children's books in the UK to Canada and America. So I tried to capture books, I'm hoping, that have been filmed in all countries. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm hoping is right, the okay. To make it a bit more interesting for everyone. So, question one... What is the second animal the Gruffalo comes into contact with? Oh, just recently seen the cartoon for this. <laughs> um, okay, so c- can I just ask one question first? It's a yeah. little mouse, a little animal, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so the, okay, he definitely comes in contact with with an owl at some point. He definitely comes in contact with a fox. And he definitely comes in contact with a squirrel, and I feel like it's one of them. I feel like the fox would be closer <laughs> to the end because it's more scary. So I'm going to go with the owl. Oh my god! Yes. Is it? Fox is the first one, actually. Oh really? Oh, see, I thought because that's yeah. much more scary, isn't it, to a mouse? So I figured it would be last. But actually, no. An owl's quite scary to a mouse, and it? it's like the number one thing to eat. <laughs> anyway, I'm overthinking yeah, well, this, but yeah. Okay, go on. So that's one point to me. Damn it! That's better than I thought. Okay. Oh, my! Uh, you asking? Then yeah, you, you do your five, and then I'll do my five. That makes more sense. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So, according to the grandmother in Roald Dahl's Witches, how do you identify a witch? Now you don't have to get them all, but if you give me two or three, I'll give you the point. Okay, um, one they smell, so that's one. Who smells? Yeah, they smell, and another. Now this might ruin it for me, but I know it's definitely something from the film. If they're around children, they start to itch. <laughs> so those are the two I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. The itch is because they got a wig, so it's the itchy wig. The kids smell. They have square feet, and then um, oh, they have yeah. to wear gloves because um, the claws, and then they have purple eyes. So, oh yeah, I was being generous there, giving you. All right, you can have the point though. 
Okay. <laughs> Pin number three. <laughs> Maybe this is your specialist subject. <laughs> um, in Charlotte's Web, who is Wilbur? Wilbur is the pig. Yes! <laughs> I changed that one. I was going to ask you for the first word she typed. She, um... Putting a web, oh. but I made it a little bit easier. Oh, hang on a minute. The, oh, God. You, you would have got me on that one. It's something like um, amazing or something. It's it's. Is it just one word? No. No, okay. So, yeah, okay. So, it's it, it, how many words? Like two or three? Two words, I think. It's something like amazing pig or something. or. It's some pig, I think. Yeah, that, that might be it, yeah. Anyway. So I would have got you on that one, but you I thought it was a bit hard. Yeah, yeah that would have been I've hard. I've got a bit easy on you there, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I might get you on this one because I do want the full name. Okay. What is the full name of Matilda's teacher? Oh, God. Well, it's Miss Trunchable, but I don't know the first name. I, 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 I don't know. It's not Miss Trunchable. It is, isn't it? Trunchable, can't even get that out. Hang on. No, so... it's Miss Honey. Oh, yeah. See, I wouldn't have got that. I know it now you've said it, but... Okay, so... Oh, she's the nice teacher, isn't she? Yeah, she's her... Well, the... Miss Trunchable is um, the head teacher, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. So her okay, actual yeah. teacher Miss Jen... okay, Jennifer. Miss Jennifer Honey. Oh, yeah, yes. never would have got that ever. Oh, yeah. You got me on that one. <laughs> okay, so this... The colour is in the title of the book, so I'm going to have to say blank for the colour. What colour are the eggs in Blank, Eggs and Ham by Dr. Zeus? Green. Yes! So I got four out of five. Well done. I'm happy with that. You did. That's good. I I feel bad now because mine are not as easy as that. You've got hard, haven't you? Well, well, yeah, some of them are hard, but some of them are all right, I think. I mean, it's about okay. it's about Florida, so really, what else can you ask? Do you know what I mean? Well, I've only been to Florida for ten days. So okay. <laughs> How much can you know in ten days? But let's go. All right. Biggest city in Florida. Ooh. And don't be cheating. I can't. I'm on my phone. If I if I go out my phone, I'll cut the call. Oh, I just Scott's got me paranoid because he always cheats. I'm not Scott. What's the point in cheating? You don't. All right, listen. I'm going to go you... Tampa. Incorrect. Jacksonville. Oh, damn it. Okay. Okay, this one. I should have swatted up. Yeah, well, they, okay, so these questions were, were. I literally did them thinking you were going to swat up. So if you haven't, you probably won't get this next one. I haven't swatted up. Okay, but go on. so, right. The governor of Florida, what's his name? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> no idea. Ron DeSantis. I'm not swatted up. <laughs> That? Well, I thought you would have done, st- you know, studying. Know sw- no. Yeah. See, this studied. is a subject you could no. have studied. I, I, I wouldn't have even known I to know start with, have... with the nursery, the kids' stories. It's the study. I was trying to make this fair because I could have gone oh. anywhere with the books. So I was trying to make I thought this you would fair. have done, to be honest. You've gone with all Go books on. I had when I was a kid. Anyway. I know. Next one, number three. Oh. A little bit easier. What year was Florida founded? Oh. No idea. Well, take a guess. Can I have a little clue? No, I can't give you the clue, can I? 
Give me like the five well, year bracket. Be- before you were born, there you go, that's your clue. <laughs> no idea. Eighteen forty-five. I was going to give you the clue. The clue was going to be um, a year before Birkenhead Park was uh, <laughs> was created. Oh. But uh, I, I don't like if you'd have known that, then that yeah. Did you know? Did you know that that it's eighteen? No, I didn't. Yeah. No. Birkenhead Park, by the way, to our listeners, is the big park that's there where we're from. Which, ironically, New York Central Park was based off of that one. Anyway. Next question. So my mum went around telling everyone in Central Park, this is basically Park, and I was like, how embarrassing. Well, when I went there, I was in a people? horse and carriage ride, and I mentioned it to the to the fellow with, with the horse, and he knew. He goes, Birkenhead. <laughs> he knew. Uh, okay. Oh. Question I feel like I've been cheated here. Question four. You the might get this one. What? Yeah, well, all right. This one's a little bit more easier, I think. What is the most common tree found in Florida? Oh, jeez. Palm. Live oak. <laughs> Bit of a trick one there, because obviously most people would say palm. Yeah. See, I feel bad now. Okay, right. Th- you might get this one. Ugh. Which two states does Florida share a border with? Okay. Georgia. And? And... <gasps> It is Georgia and. Hang on. I want to say Alabama. See, I think you've locked that up. I haven't. I know I'm really good at states. I know, but when you said then. But you can be good at states. It doesn't mean you're going to know which ones are connected to which. I can name most of them, but I have no idea what's connected to what. Because I I want to visit every state. Bloody hell. That's a bucket list. Kel, you really don't. You really, really don't. Some of them are <laughs> fucking boring. <laughs> they probably will. Be, I've, but I've been to a fair few that I've just, I just went to because we were like going from one place to the next, and they've yeah, I know, but like to spend the money on going there, it's honestly not worth it. Just to say you've done it, it's not worth it. It's it would be a, like some of them would be a drive through. Like, Seriously, I've skip me. Um... Maine is shit. <laughs> I've done Arkansas, Arkansas, which I used to call Arkansas to. Yeah. Until I got laughed at. And then, <laughs> um, so I went through Arkansas just because, like, I was in Mississippi. And then. Mississippi. Um, sorry. Not Mississippi. I was in. Um, you can't even Memphis. pronounce them right. Never mind, remember them. <laughs> Mississippi's a state. No, I know, but you're, you're not saying Mississippi. You're not saying Mississippi. You're, you said Mississippi. Was I right with Alabama? Yes. But I just. It, it's the way you say. I do believe you. But the reason why I thought you were cheating was because you went, hold on a sec, and I thought it was because you were looking it up. No, because I had to visualise it because I get Alabama and Louisiana mixed up sometimes. Yeah. And Mississippi, because them three are kind of next to each other. Mississippi? Sometimes I get them. (laughs) I get them the wrong way around sometimes. And then I was thinking, is it attached to South Carolina? Because that's just a little bit to the... Right, so I how do you pronounce? It. How do you pronounce the one that's spelt? Because I don't want to. Don't want to say. It, I want to see how you pronounce it. M A R Y L A N D. How do you pronounce that one? Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. It's not Maryland. They're not the cookies. <laughs> it's Mar- Maryland. Maryland. 
Um, and what there was one other one I was pronouncing wrong as well. Um, oh, wasn't it New Orleans? You were, like, don't they say New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but if you live, and they do it with Newfoundland as well. Like my mum goes Newfoundland. We flew over Newfoundland, and it's like no, it's just Newfoundland, mum. You don't say Newfoundland. But she literally reads it as it's spelt. And she won't have it. She goes, no, it's Newfoundland. And I'm like, it's not, though, Mum. You can't say it like that. Yeah, I said that to a few people and they looked at me funny and I was like... It's like when we go to shop, when we go to the mall, my Mum won't say mall. She goes, it's Mal. And I'm like, it's not. If it was Mal, if it was Mal, it would just have the one L. It would be Mal. M-A-L, the shop and Mal. But it's mall, Mum. You don't say, I'm going to go and kick the ball around, do you? You say ball. Because it's because that's what it says, and she's like, "No, mall is M A U L," and I'm like, "It's it, you can spell it different ways, mum. It's mall," <laughs> and she does it with um, Oreos as well. She calls them Oreos, and I'm like, "It's Oreo, mum." She's like, "No, it's Oreos." Check that Oreos, Oreos. I'm it's a, Oreo. Oreo. It's not fucking. If you say Oreos, that's incorrect. It's Oreo. <laughs> I get told off the way I say year. It's like you know what I learned as well. You don't Some say year. you don't say Nutella, Nutella. It's wrong. It's it's pronounced it's pronounced Nutella. No, it's Nutella. I agree, but I looked it up. I'm not having it, that. I know I I agree with you because I always because it's got fucking hazelnuts in it. It's Nutella. I agree yeah. with you, but it's not. Apparently, it's Nutella. It's N U as in new, and then Teller. You don't you don't well, say Nutella. It's Nutella. And Nike is Nike. And yeah. Adidas is Adidas. Yeah. And like they call uh, courgettes or zucchinis, which I actually I actually quite like that word zucchini. Yeah, that's but better. But we, we say courgettes where we're from. We should do a whole episode on different words, <laughs> but we need to get an American on, so maybe we can bring Scott back on for that one. Yeah. Although Scott Scott British. says words for all kinds of shit. Yeah, Scott thinks he's fucking British. <laughs> We're even all American. Do you know what I love is that for the interview we're really posh and polite and like at one point I said the word shit and I said to Pollyanna excuse my French <laughs> but like we've literally said all the swear words now see I get I get the mix taken out of me that I know the states better than I do know the um, counties in the country in in, in England <laughs> I probably could name some provinces in Canada I wouldn't be as good yeah obviously Newfoundland and Labrador yeah, that's like Nova one. Scotia, New yeah. Brunswick, PI, because we've obviously been to them. Yeah, or been through them. Yeah, those are um, all the the East Coast ones. Quebec's one, isn't it? Quebec is, yeah. And there's another one that I've I know, but I can't think. That's that's as bad as far as it goes. Uh, do, do you know what the reason why I know quite a lot of states? Ontario. Because I've had to, I've had to fly. Yeah, that's one. I've had to fly through them to get to where I want to get to. Yeah. Or I've got friends there. Yeah. And then when I've been to a state, I've seen what's on the border, and if I want to do it, then I add, I add that on. So we do like a little car trip. Yeah. So I was in Memphis, and I went to Mississippi for a day. Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one listens from Mississippi. I know. Oh, bloody hell. Um, another swear word to add, but yeah, I am good at the whole map, um, the states thing. Yeah. Hawaii's one. I had to fly to a. Sometimes you had to do like two stops. Yeah. 
to get to Hawaii and then two stops back. So I made sure they were two different stops every time. Yeah. So I could see little things because I'm, I live on the edge, don't I? So like when I'm at an airport, I'll go and do something <laughs> for a few hours then come back. Yeah, I know. Panic mode. Sends me into <laughs> panic mode. Yep. So that's what, that's anyway, what it is. Anyway, so there's our, that was our little game anyway. I got one. You got well. You got the last one, which I was going to give you anyway, because you got the first state, and I thought, oh, I feel bad here. I'll I'll give one point, and then you got the second state anyway. So you did actually fairly get one point. So So you got one point. You got one. I got four. Right. Anyway, (laughs) so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up now. But just to let everyone know, obviously, you know, this the thing I like about our podcast is it's it's every episode is different. Like the last episode was just a crazy episode. We had Scott back on. We had Cove Boy back on. And it was just like, you know, one of those episodes where it was kind of like the old days. We were just antagonising each other, winding each other up, having a laugh. Um, and obviously this one was a bit more formal. We had a guest on. It was just me and Kelly. We didn't bother with Craig or, or any of the other guys. Um, and then, you know, the next episode, we're going to hopefully have Mikey back on and possibly Dan as well. There might be another little mini interview on it yet. We're not not quite sure. But that's just what I like about the podcast is that every it's just different. There's so many different sides to us. Um, and hopefully it's keeping everyone entertained to, to switch it up that way so you know this this episode has been introducing you to a new singer and next episode might just be more of the usual shit that we we do where we just talk about crap for the whole t- episode who knows we'll have to wait and see but um, yeah I was going to say just that I, either way it's quality but it's very rarely quality <laughs> it's... I thought you said it, we'll have another minion on another minion yeah have we, have we had like... one minion on yet <laughs> No. Craig, Craig's, like... Craig's a bit of a minion, isn't he? <laughs> anyway. Oh, he's probably enjoying his day off. Yeah, oh, just to let everyone know, Craig is back to work. He's he's better now. He doesn't have COVID anymore. Um, he's recovered. He, he did already have the one vaccine. So I think that helped to keep him, um, you know, from showing symptoms. His girlfriend, Leanne's also okay now as well. I don't know if she's back at work, but she's better. That's um, good. It did hit a... Um, quite bad at one point but uh, yeah she's fine now so so that's good news still no no talk of me getting a vaccine I think it's probably going to be like September by the time I get it um, any mention of when you might be getting it Cal? No idea they meant they do like age categories and then yeah um, I don't know whether I might qualify a little bit earlier because I'm a carer yeah but possibly possibly yeah you just Gotta wait. Fingers well, crossed. It, it makes sense. Like, why, why, you know, why vaccinate your mom and not you? It's kind of pointless, really. Exactly. So, yeah. The good thing is, it shows that the vaccine is actually working a little bit. If it, because it's Craig's not the only one that I know that's had it. Yeah. Had the vaccine then, but still had it. Um, but not showing any symptoms. Well, yeah, this. Well, this is the thing: is that like the vaccine takes a, it takes about two weeks for it to actually take full effect. So if you get the vaccine and they go, oh, I'm, I'm protected, and then you start going around places without protecting yourself, you could still get it, and that's what happened to Craig. He picked it up. He might have even picked it up before he had the vaccine, but likely it is he picked it up afterwards, but it wasn't two weeks. So now that he's, it's been two weeks and he's already had it, he shouldn't get it again. Or he should, it's he, not, it's like not that he shouldn't get it. He shouldn't, it? he shouldn't not... show symptoms for it again if he does pick it up, because yeah, there's a chance you can like... still get it and not show symptoms, so... Less chance of being hospitalised, isn't it, if you've yeah. had the vaccine and yeah, yeah, basically, you know, being yeah. impacted by it. Yeah. So, okay. Apparently everyone over 50 is going to be done by March. Yeah. 
March or April. So hopefully, I'm not Excellent. in that category though. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Anyway, we'll see how that we'll see how it all plays out. But eventually, we will start yeah. seeing a difference. So, anyway, we will we'll be back in two weeks' time. Like I said earlier, check out Polly on his album Wings of Hope. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Um, it's it's it, honestly it's everywhere. It's everywhere that you know, music can page, be found. It, it's on said. Facebook page. You can go to it on, on YouTube. YouTube channel is great anyway with other stuff on there. And yeah, we just highly recommend that you check it out and uh, and follow it as well. I, I'm trying to get her to get Twitter because I think Twitter would be fantastic for somebody like Pollyanna. Um, so I think she's possibly going to set that up soon. Um, but she's got Instagram. You can follow her on there. Just type in Pollyanna Darrow and you'll find it. Um, okay, guys, take it easy, and we will see you again in two weeks. We are going to play out this episode. Pollyanna told us to choose one of the tracks from the album, and I'm going to go with um, one that's it's the very first one I ever heard her sing, and also there's a version of Howie does as well, but this is Pollyanna's version of Free From Within. So we're going to finish with that track, and take it easy, guys. We will see you for episode 141 in a couple of weeks. Ciao, ciao. This empty space surrounds me I'm out here to face it on my own There's no one left around me To turn to I know Through the good and bad Ups and downs And here I stand before you For something that I once had Cause everything before me Is all that I've done And all I've become Cause of you
Mas ao dia 